Welcome to the Second Chance Podcast, where we explore the deeper inner of the human psyche, find new ways to reinvent and invent ourselves for the better, for the wiser, for the more rational, and the happier and more contented. I discussed this before, but I think it's an imperative to to rediscuss it and and recycle it as much as possible because. It's it's something that's it it can be extrapolated into so many different divisions of of life and and it's and it's a meta story it's 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 a big narrative and what's great about generality like this is that you could always lead towards it the limitations of generality is that it it's not specific. It doesn't have the the color that's necessary for the minute by minute details that that vision life in a in a deeper a deeper objective. So let's talk about this generality, specifically the the, the departure of Egypt, the desert, and the promised land, and. For the believers, it's 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 a Bible story. For the non-believers, it's just an archetypical experience written in paper. And by all means, use other examples. But the idea is that you're enslaved, you're constricted by the by the powers to be, whether they be outside of you or within yourself. Then there's the leaving of that place. Exodus to enter a desert place, a place where there's nothing new yet. There's all, there's been a redemption. There's there's been a um, uh, a releasement of that of that of that constraint, but there's no place yet of fruits of of, of a new culture to emerge. And and then there's the promised land of, of finally entering the place where you are the king. You've, you're creating your story now. And you're the autonomous being that's running that system. And, and then we don't, we don't talk about it, but then there's the promised land. And then there's, if you look at it in a, in a, in a, in a, in a millennial type of, type of framework, there's also the leaving of the promised land and going to the desert of Bavel. And then there's the, and then there's the, you know, it's really not leaving. It's not the desert. It's really the enslavement of Bavel. And then there's the desert of Bavel that resonates with the story of, of Purim. It's a story of breaking out of the enslavement, but still under the, under the king's rule and coming towards a, a, a desert state of, state of being where now there's the opportunity to cultivate and there's the return coming back in the second temple. And then there's the same idea. Then falling away, the exile, and then the I don't want to get political, but then there's the the return as well this time around, right? So and then there was the desert state and now we're entering uh the state of Israel's entering a state of uh where they're they're they've they're at the highest. They're at the they're having the autonomous experience of the promised lands, you know, so to speak. Initially, it was it was a desert experience. It was it was finding the roots of of, of how to build a nation, nation state, I should say. 
let's stay away from the political edge because we're not it's not necessary to to attach too much emotional attachment to to something something more general we don't that's that's a specific discussion so let's let's stick to the idea of the of the the exodus the the desert and the promised land i've spoken about about this before but it's it's imperative to 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 rediscuss it to find a new angle because our failure is is in not envisioning where we are and not 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 having the willingness to go to where we need to go to so those two parts and if you have this general trifecta of 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 possible location it's not difficult to discern where you're located you're either it's it's pretty stark the difference between the desert and the promised land you should be able any human being should be able to envision their life in a in the in the, the scope of of the promised land or the scope of of the desert and so on with the entanglement of the of being fully enslaved so that being said let's let's discuss the next point that i mentioned that it's not the willingness to, to move into the next step now as human beings we're we're very grounded we're biblically we're built from dust but metaphorically we're also built from dust where we're we're comfortable in the states of of being the tree wants to stay where the tree is right the habitat of comfort the reason being because it's much uh it's much more progressive in a certain state of mind once you have the amenities and the 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 attunement to the surroundings of 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 regularity that you're able to divulge most of your time on on more profound things right the the animal that has is in their habitat and does not want to leave could spend their day doing higher more profound animal acts as opposed to when an animal has to leave that habitat they need to start focusing on the initial experience of being the survival the the getting it getting attuned to to the new surroundings and, and finding comfort in that in order to get to a more profound space. So there's deep underpinnings to, to want to be in a certain state. So that, 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 that's, that's universal across all human beings, that, that, that comfortability. Now, what's not universal is how, how deep they're connected to their habitat or, or how emotionally invested they become in their and their and their need to to cultivate where they are and so on and so forth but everybody will have that struggle to get to that new state now there is there is the party out there that only is comfortable leaving states and never finds cultivation but that comes from a psychological uh, denial a self-deception of sorts of not believing that they have what is worth to cultivate or that cultivation is worth anything. So they're, 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 de- they're dealing with deep existential um, quandaries of, of unanswerable questions at the moment, which leads them to find more comfort in the pursuit of getting away from the possibility of ever cultivating anything in life. But that's not, 
if if fully experienced the, the the complete parts of of the service of the human being, that will not be the the natural expression. Again, this is my belief. So that being said, the second problem is is recognizing that the one in the desert needs to get into the promised land. The one in the promised land needs to treat themselves and those surroundings with with deep respect and and purposeful intention of of uh, of care in order not to leave that um, awareness that they are in the promised land because the second they they could either lead to tyranny which is on themselves or others which which they just they're in the promised land and they, they don't recognize it. And then they're just trying to keep it and, and making sure nobody takes it and so on and so forth. So being in the promised land also has its, because everybody knows the next step after promised land, it's going back into enslavement. So either the enslavement of self or others, the failure to be someone once everything is taken care of, right? Uh, a modern day example would be someone who enslaves themselves to work, to build a career, to find proper employment or to develop an entrepreneurial um, path uh, and, and, and found success in it and maybe even found success in their familial p pursuits. And then they're at that stage where they have that structure that was only there in order to serve a higher structure. And they meet that point where, okay, I got that. Now what? And then they're not able, they're not willing to answer that question. So that's the promised land. You, everything is built for you. You've worked at it. People, before you slave to get it. And now you're here. It's, it's, it's all at peace. Now the answer is, okay, what are we going to do about it? And it's a, it's a hard answer because there's nothing that will motivate us to do more profound things in life other than the awareness of of wanting to do profound things as a core value and recognizing that profundity and sacredness is 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 a core element of life and that whatever sacred there's something more sacred and and finding that really leading to god but let's not use god in this because it's it's not necessarily the the, the argument I'm discussing. There's other names for it. It doesn't have to be God, but that higher, the highest regard of sacredness to the lowest. So that being said, each stage, the desert needs to go into the promised land. The promised land needs to find profundity in their, in their, the best state they can be in. They're in the best state. Now they have to find something that makes that best state work or worth it, right? There's so many people sacrificing for that attainment of the promised land. There's the self that sacrificed for it. There's the earlier generations. There's the, the habitat, nature, uh, other populations, right? Because the king wants a fancy palace, but the king cannot employ other people who want fancy palaces to build his palace because they won't have fancy palaces. So there's going to be automatically a hierarchy of 
the fancy palace for the king and then the builders to build the fancy palace who don't dwell in fancy palaces and therefore will dedicate their time to, to build the king's fancy palace. And those people have houses to be built. And then those people and then so on. So eventually the more promised of a land, the more, not promised, the more, the more developed the uh, sense of getting the promised land becomes, the, the higher you are in the hierarchy where the lower, the lower ones in the hierarchy will, will be feeding off you. And th there's an opportunity to tyrannize them in a second. And there's the opportunity to, to develop them in a second because they're so dependent upon you, depending on how low you go in the hierarchy really enact a godly persona where where if right, God's on the highest level of the hierarchy, it's enacting that form of, of God where where everybody gets a piece of the table, a piece of the steak, a piece of the a piece of the a smell of the aroma that, that, that flows from the king. So not equally because there is a hierarchy because we should want to have the promised land. And even though getting the promised land costs us, costs others to get you there, right? Whatever, whatever the pursuit of autonomy is, of, of finding that deeper in, inter or independence that brings you to state of the promised land will automatically have the buffer of other people who are now going to be either intentionally or subconsciously um, infusing you with the, the possibility to be there, all right? Let's take uh, the uh, uh, somebody in, in, in academia, right? So, uh, someone, uh, a 10-year professor, right? So they, they've, they have so many people in in the bottom, helping them be that, that they need to make their class as best as they can to serve those people. And if anything, to, to recognize those people as being the, the ones helping them get to where they are. You have the janitor, you have the structural environment that brings them there. You have the donations, you have the, you have the builders of the of this of the building itself. You have the the preparers of of the the classes, the the printer, the so on and so forth of going all the way down the totem pole that gives the professor that that king like uh, ability to to give over intellectual information, which is the highest regard of human sanctity, because that's where that's where everything can change or everything could be corrupted. So you have the, the promised land, right? The work of the promised land, the work of the one in the desert to get to the promised land. Now we see in our generation that idea of just getting the promised land is a bad thing in itself. And, and really what they're saying is humanity is bad because the expression of humanity is to get to a place that's higher and more profound and cultivates more of their being towards uh, general development of of all the parts of themselves. And only the only getting to the promised land will 
will give that ability. You can't do that in the desert, right? You're so busy surviving, so busy preparing your next move on the ground, so busy making sure your encampment is proper and your and your your basic needs are met that the idea of having such abstract notions of of free will and and deeper than free will of of autonomy autonomy of 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 persona you know and to become king like where there's 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 the energy just flows outwards because there's there's a deep dialogue within the self of 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 all the possibilities to envision, right? There's no envisionment in the desert because it's very hard to color a new landscape when you're so busy dealing with the current landscape. So, and then you have the you have the the enslavement itself, meaning getting out of the enslavement. Because enslavement, although as terrible as it as it is, it's it's deeply comfortable. It's it's a place just like just like anywhere in life that we're 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 habitualized. Enslavement is a place that 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 has that same characteristic. So, getting out of the enslavement and going to the desert is is one of the hardest steps in that in that uh, three circle process, three part circle process. Because or maybe even triangle. I think it's circle because. There's there's a spiral going on, um, but you have the you have the 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 one needing to leave the the enslavement can't get to the promised land, which ideally would be the the the, the best thing for an enslaved person because they have so much suffering to contend with. At least give them a calm home and a developed life but they can't do that because they need to destroy their own enslavement of themselves they need to destroy the entire notion of slavery and to do that they need to just rid themselves of the 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 fake promised land that they've built in this form of slavery because they still whether they liked it or not built a belief system very very deeply interconnected with with the, the the tormentors with with whoever the environment whoever was controlling that environment and now they they need to destroy that but they can't destroy it by just entering the promised land they need to they need to come to this place of the desert of 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 ridding everything of everything meaning truly becoming empty of of anything any frame whether it's the frame of the promised land or the frame of of enslavement and being in a place where ch cheaply spoken survival but more profoundly uh, a place of getting to the roots the roots are the water the bread right dwelling you know preventing heat stroke you know, providing providing the necessities for the the kin around you. Deeply embodied experiences of of just being in the state of being as being, without any any sort of envisionment of any possibility better than that, because they are becoming reborn, and in the reborn stage, all right. Uh, what is it? 
baby need, right? It needs food, water, which is food at the early stage, and and you know a, a bodily care, making sure that they they're not soiled and in, in, in their own soil, right? They're to to have certain honor of a body, right? Right, a baby that's treated allowed to be dirty all day long and to be in filth will not will not find human sanctity in that what let alone the sanctity in a new vision so that's a necessity in the desert and this it's interesting because you would think the desert is a place that would allow for dirtiness but if the best called tikkun the best fixing in the desert is to make sure that there's a bodily um, accounting where there's there's hygienic standards obviously not the same as in the in the civilized promised land but it has to be it has to be deeply tended to specifically with the mindset that the sanctity of man or woman is is imperative even in the lowest states of experience so there has to be that deep message in the desert, you know, of of that the body can see where there's this deeply important value of taking care of that body as they're going through the state of grounding to the dust of the earth and 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 flowing a, a, a possible new life. Although there's no envisionment, but it's a it's getting rid of the old one, so. What's left is a huge hole of 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 a, a waiting period where where any vision is possible. Now we discussed before getting out of the desert and going to the promised land. This is a, a also a very dramatic step, and should not be pursued too di- diligently, and should not be avoided too uh, too scarcely, like. Going too early to the promised land is a problem and going too late is a problem. Going too late would be just not believing that there's a possibility of a better life than the desert. And that could happen. And it does happen where it's not common nowadays, but that that, that idea of just getting getting stuck in the belief that there is nothing better out there no matter what that's dangerous because how long can one survive in the desert keeping the sacredness of of being itself without failing in that it's just eventually something will scum and then there's even a worse stage of just being itself is nothing and even survival is somewhat um trivial and then and then there's just nothing that will hold the structure of being together and that's a really sad evolution when when there's absolutely no pursuit towards the promised land at any point in time now too early this is this is even this is more common i believe is more common where at least now i I see i see a trend where too late is also is becoming popular but too early is also a problem because what would happen, right? You're in the promised land. You're you got your encampment. You got your way of life. Your sort of structure of survival. Always focusing on the amount of water you have and the food you're eating. And 
everything is serious, every illness is important because it's not it's not home. It's not there's no opportunity to just lay and relax in healing. And and then there's this vision, like, okay, no, I'll just make it better. I'll get out of this. And what's going to happen is, if it's too early, then the, the enslavement, right, in Egypt, the enslavement and, and the tyr- tyrannical experiences are still there because they, they weren't rid of in the dust of the desert. They were, it was too short of a period. And now there's this... There's this attempt to to bring the promised land early and by doing so to try to uh, merge the the tyrannical um, residue that they still are deeply attached to plus the promised land, which will evolve, as we know, to become a a tyrannical promised land where we're in the promised land. They're going to find their... Their, their Egyptian ways and try to try to mend them in their in their in their day-to-day life and eventually the system like we call it now the systemic tyrannical um, experience will be will evolve as a new a new version of Egypt in the promised land what was so s- supposed to be called the the place of profundity is now just a, a new version of that same old Egypt of of, of tyrannical oppression of, of nothing more than just uh, pursuit of power for the sake of sake of power and and so on and so forth I mean obviously it's deeper than that Egypt had a philosophy stripped down to the core you might see that though so so now you're in the promise so that that's why it's important and, and I find this biblical phrase um when going out to war and finding a captive, uh, a man that's uh, fighting in war and he finds a female captive that he finds to his liking and he would like to marry her. Now there's this this, this mourning period which the Bible requires the, the man to have her dwell in the house and and mourn her, her old life and do that for a long time. A month, two months, three months. And in that stage to destroy the the sense of civilization to grow out her nails and her hair and to and and to not bathe to be or to actually shave her hair right but but the idea of experiencing a desert in the civilized world where she's now going into the desert even though she's sitting in his home and now he sees her in the desert as well which is important now She's the desert. You want the desert. You want to take the desert. You, you know that you're attaching to her, her, her suffering. Now, if she goes through this cleansing phase of really healing because she's going through the desert to get away from the ty- tyrannical experiences of war, and she now she gets through the healing and then becomes this, and then finds him you know, in the corner of her eye to be the match, to be a possibility for her new promised land experience. And then he, at the same time, sees her deeply disconnected from that world of of suffering and deeply available to the new promised land. And then that could be a match that really dwells in in a 
matrimonial harmony through through the generations. But if if she doesn't go through that healing process, then by him marrying her, first of all, it would be a continuation of the tyrannical experiences of war. He's just another part of that, right? Especially in her eyes. And and for him as well, he's bringing he's bringing his war experiences home where that was war. But, you know, this is this is the spoils of war and he'll just continue it and he won't be able to disconnect from the dark and dramatic experiences of war that should not be continued in civilized country and war and life. So those two people need to get to that healing space. Now, you might argue that you shouldn't take captives and definitely not force marriage on people and so on and so forth. But in the ideal situation, getting the captive and the uh, and the capturer, getting getting both to to heal from the wounds of war and then be available at the end to come together. That's that that's perfection in, 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 in such an imperfect experience of life. So notice I said that's imperfection from an imperfect experience because ideally we don't want war and war is not is not the if anything this example shows us that we need to perfect the imperfection of war and doing so by going through that healing process and then generally speaking the idea of this her going into the desert and him going into the desert or at least watching the desert unfold without with him refraining importantly from from having intercourse with her or having sort of a, a personal dialogue while she's in the desert because she's in the desert and there's no need for interaction if anything it's it's deeply uh, disturbing for her to as she's attempting to heal that he goes and imposes his own uh, sexual or um, romantic uh, you know, pursuits on her, that would be deeply inappropriate because she's gaining her autonomy in the desert and there's nothing that says no more autonomy. Like, okay, now I'm demanding of you to come into my house and, and be a wife. So he's going through that healing process of, of letting that captivity ex mindset go day in and day out, seeing her in the desert and her being in the desert, getting away from the enslavement of war and possibly the separation, meaning he's not ready to heal. So then he attempts and then the deal's off or he's not ready to, ready to heal. So he's like, okay, you go free. Like, I just can't handle this, this letting go of war. And he's just not ready to, to move on from war yet, which is probably the, 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 the most annual outcome because it takes long, a long time to heal from war, and it's not a time of marriage, of creating when there's there's a damaged creation going on. And or she calls it quits and says, "I can't, I can't be in the desert anymore. I need, I need uh, a civilized experience." And then that's off as well. So, or she experiences the desert and sees that her old life. And sees that at the end that there's no promised land here. And then, right, she doesn't catch his eye. And then the deal's off as well. So 
again, we're, we're dissecting the, the broken matrimony possibilities and we're, we're finding the possible pure diamond if it can be. And if not, getting them to the best healing space that they're available at the moment and then letting them depart in their own ways and continuing their healing on their own. So that's a deep example of that idea of the desert going into the promised land, enslavement, the desert, and the promised land. I think the Bible is deeply, uh, deeply focused on that idea of, of having that, that separation between, between the enslavement and the promised land. So I think we're exploring some ideas, getting them. I mean, the deep question I need to ask you is where in your life, first of all, where are you? Are you in the enslavement, the desert, or the promised land? Second of all, how could, are you prepared for the next step? If you're in the promised land to get to a more profound state of being, if you're in the enslave, enslavement to get to the desert, if you're in the desert to get to the promised land. And... What about your society around you? What about the trends around you? What about your friends, your family, so on and so forth? What about your spouse? Is your spouse in the, each one of those states? Are you helping them get to the next stage? That's a good question. It's even more profound, right? You're helping someone else get to their next state that they need to be and making sure they're not, they're ex deeply accepting their state that they are in and you giving that uh, encouragement in that state. So... so a lot to discuss, a lot to dissect, but just having those meta general states, although not very specific and not necessarily applicable in every area, and it shouldn't be the runner, the, the director of your life, but definitely something to fall back on and be like, okay, I'm in the desert, where do I need to go? I'm in the this and the, or maybe I need to accept the desert, maybe I need to accept the enslavement or so on and so forth. Um, and that's... That's the three that uh, I would like to discuss today, and I hope I hope we got to something uh, where you can and take this further and and come back to me and and tell me what you found in this, and then the dialogue could open, and then you could open this dialogue with others and really live a, a, a deeper form of existence in the regular life that we are living. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to see the video version of this, check out my channel on YouTube.